So since I've been here for quite a while, like on and off, it's just a place that I consider to be one of my homes. I think I'm going to have many homes, home bases, and Bali is something that's so special to my heart. Welcome to the Money, Mindset, and Manifestation Podcast. I'm your host, Marley Rose Harris, and I'm here to talk to you about all things entrepreneurial, personal growth, and self-development with a little side of spiritual woo-woo. I have successfully turned my side hustle into a multiple six-figure business while traveling the world and living a life I've only dreamed of. I hope by listening to this show inspires you to do the same and start manifesting everything on your vision board. Thanks for tuning in, and I hope you enjoy the show. Hi guys, welcome back to the Money Mindset Manifestation Podcast. Today we don't really have anything MMM related, but I hope this will be such a fun episode because we're going to talk about what it's like to live in Bali during a pandemic. And I have my handsome boyfriend here, Max, with me. Yeah, I'm always here, but <laughs> just not talking. About, yeah, We just want to share our expectations about the last four five months four months baby four months here in bali and yeah i hope you guys enjoy it yeah we thought it would be really like fun and just interesting to share kind of what it's been like living in bali for those of you who don't know before living in bali we did live in australia for a year and so obviously life is very different <laughs> than what it was like living in australia and there's so many differences even from just like Yes, living in Australia, but anywhere else I've ever lived. You too? Yeah, no, definitely. I've never lived in a third world, sorry, Bali, but third world country before. Um, it's definitely a unique experience. Just a lot of things completely different. And yeah, can't really compare to the Western culture. Oh my gosh, like literally last week. Um, there's so many, like we love living in Bali. Oh, definitely. Love so it. we're just going to you know, do the pros, the cons, the real truth behind what it's like living in Bali, not just the Instagram highlight reel, you know? Yeah, no, it's not always just, it's, it's not always highlight here, you know, but yeah. we don't want to like, I don't want to just say bad things or good things. It's just, just, just how balance, it is. Yeah, like, that's how it is in real life. Exactly. So there's a lot of things that happen that we don't share on Instagram. Like we both got our helmet stolen last weekend at literally different days. It was so crazy. Yeah, I guess Kamo just got back, got yeah. back to us. <laughs> Out of our scooter was, yeah, that's, we've been warned, but it hadn't happened to us yet. Um, yeah, that's just one example of yeah. stuff that's going on here on a daily basis. So let's get started. Max, this was your first time going to Bali. What did you, is it what you expected? Is it not what you expected? What do you think of it so far? I have to say I expected it to be a little bit different, but I talked to you about that like before because I think, sorry, but you kind of hyped it up for me quite a bit. Oh my God, you guys, I'm so notorious for this. Um, I'll hype everything up and then people will be like, I don't get it. It's not what you said. I kind of built a castle things. in my head. Is, it, is that a way to say that? Like, like. Oh, I've never heard that, but that actually makes sense. Like Bali was for me like always the like paradise basically the way you described it it felt like paradise but then coming here it obviously is great but it always has there's there are always like some negative sides also so those things probably just what's your favorite thing about living here the freedom like what do you mean by that okay living in a third world country you get a huge amount of freedom you don't have in western culture anymore 
because we, I think in Western countries, we are kind of protected by laws from certain, for cer from certain things. Whereas here, you're not as protected, you kind of, but you're getting back your freedom. Let's say, for example, traffic. I think traffic here is quite wild, but it's, it's also fun driving and stuff. So back in Germany, we have all those speed limits, like rate. They, like, they have speed limits here. Yeah, but like nobody's checking them. Like in Germany, I feel like every, like for example, almost every town has like those radar camera installed. That's mm. like like taking a picture of you if you're too if you're speeding and stuff. Like police would pull you over with a like laser like pistol. You know what <laughs> the thing where they yeah speed radars speed radars. I've never had that here. Like we've just been stopped only like we've been stopped okay, once. Okay, knock on wood. Yeah, <laughs> we've been stopped once. Because we didn't wear a face mask on a scooter. So maybe you want to share that experience with the audience. But but that's the only time we've been stopped. So that's what I'm saying. That's, that's for me freedom. Just you, you can do more things. But you're not, you're not as protected sometimes. Or let's say it's not always so as convenient as in, in Western countries. Okay. You want to share the story about the police? So we live in a place called Chengyu, which is on the beach um, in Bali. It's kind of like the south, the south coast, I guess. South-west coast. Yeah, south-west. West coast, best coast. <laughs> no, not the fully west. But anyways, if you've been to Bali, you know what Chengdu is. And um, we were in Abud, which is north of Chengdu. And in Chengdu, we have our helmets, which like cover our mouths. Yeah, because we have our scooters and our helmets, like yeah, full face helmets. Full face helmets. So we didn't use, sorry for interrupting, but we didn't use to wear face masks, masks under because you, don't you have can't to. see our face. Yeah, so. and you really just don't have to. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So, anyways, when we got to a booth, we actually just were silly and we were leaving Kundalini and we just put on our helmets and didn't put on face masks. I just guess by habit the ones we got from the hotel like rental, yeah rental, they, we had helmets. rental so they were not full face they were open so and we were out of ha not in a habit of putting on our face mask before putting on our helmet because we don't usually do that anyways so the police officer pulled us over um and we're like oh my gosh like so sorry and i think the fine in bali if you're not wearing a face mask is ten dollars or you have to do ten push-ups and i know it sounds silly but that's actually the law yeah. <laughs> they have like a menu in the restaurant for like for penalties they can give you for certain things like not not wearing a helmet no face mask certain things i guess yeah and so we we're like oh yeah yeah yeah. we were like prepared to pay because we just honestly yeah. forgot but everybody told us and i think that's pretty common here you have to pay five hundred thousand indonesian dollars which is roughly five fifty Canadian. Yeah. Like that's the maximum you have to pay, but the police officer wanted to check my license and unfortunately I didn't have my international driver's license with me. And then he was just like, Yo, you either you pay me a million dollars or you go to court and then you can get like all your paperwork for the bike back. A million dollars is a hundred dollars Canadian. Yeah. It's it's <laughs> not the end of the world, but we didn't have that much money on us so yeah, we had to leave our paperwork with the with the police and then got it back in the end with the help of the hotel. So it turned out out fine in the end, but it's just like a little story that that happened to us. Yeah, and so okay, so let's go back to what it was like coming here. You know, living during COVID, and compared to Australia. So in Australia, during the pandemic, things were very very strict. Like 
they are known, Australia was known to be quite strict during the pandemic. However, it's obviously panned out because they're quite basically back open. I think they're in a lockdown right now, but they're basically back to normal there. I think it was always almost back to normal case-wise. Yep. But they would always just like They're just very shut restrict. it down if there was one case in the city and yeah, yeah very strict. So coming here, they're basically doing the approach of essentially living with COVID, which I think a lot more countries are opening up to. I just saw Singapore is doing that yeah. now. I I don't think Bali is doing it by choice. I think they actually doing it because they have to because so many people are just struggling since the pandemic started. Yeah, this depends so much on tourists. So yeah, they just have to open it up partly. Um and and let some things go like restaurants and then bars to to make money and to survive. Yeah. So when we got here, we weren't really sure what to expect because we had been reading a lot in the Facebook groups of just kind of like scary things happen out of I guess people's desperation. desperation yeah. So you can't really blame somebody for you know. No, of course. And so we come here like a little bit scared. I remember, but honestly, since coming here, it's absolute heaven. Yes, definitely. But that's again what I uh, what I've been saying in the beginning. You get that freedom of things are more open here, but then on the other hand, some things like getting your helmet stolen, is just more common than maybe in Australia because people are desperate. It's just. I think it's, it's the it's price a, you pay. It's the price you pay for your freedom here. Yeah. But. Overall, everybody is super nice. Balinese people are very welcome and. Just been it's been a really great time so far. Yeah, so we've been here for four months. So, in terms of like the differences between living in Australia and living here, your money just goes further. Yes. So, for example, we were living in a a place here when we first got here called the Leo Villas, and we were paying basically the same price we were paying in Sydney to live in Bondi. But in Bondi, we had like a one bedroom flat, which was just tiny like i don't even know how to ex- i don't even know how to explain how tiny it was probably in the place that we're in now wait you mean the last one or you, the one you had in no in, in bondi May? when we lived together okay i wouldn't say it was tiny it was it was all right i went like two bedrooms no two one ro- bedroom yeah but like two rooms no it in, was like there's no closed the, doors so yeah it, there it, were no closed doors so yeah. i'm not sure if it's like one or two. i just think it's it, it wasn't i guess is it classified as a studio maybe yeah maybe but Anyways, that's normal in Australia, but I think... It was alright. I think we just paid for the location, I to think, be honest. Yeah, and how much did we pay? Was it 3000 It was $3,000 a month. Yeah, yeah. And that's and, what we paid for the Leo Villas. And then, so we paid 2800 actually, yeah. for the Leo Villas. But I'm telling you guys, this was a two-bedroom, three-story villa with a pool... Cleaning every yeah. single day, laundry I mean, you every have it single on your day. Instagram, right? Yeah, you took some pictures. Rooftop, terrace, um, twenty four hour security, like so. Your money just goes way further here, and I knew it looked like we were like balling out, but truly we were literally just paying the same. <laughs> we yeah. were playing in Australia, which is insane, and that's actually what you would pay in Toronto for an apartment, like back home, around three thousand dollars. So oh. your money just goes further here. Yes. So there are definitely some guest houses around here, very nice views, very clean, everything, like my, some of our friends live, live there, and I think they pay around 300 Canadian a month, something like that, three, three to 500 Canadian a month, so very cheap. So it's not just you, you get those villas for three grand or whatever, no, you can also live pretty cheap here. 
Yeah, and then let's talk about the difference in like food prices. So, yeah, I would say on average, our meals cost like we have this. We have our places. You know what I mean. So we go like the same places. So our acai bowls are around four. Six. The so, one, the one I order is, is every day, six six Australian. So, are you sure? Yeah, very sure. I order that every day. The same thing. No, but that that means it's sixty thousand, right? Yeah. Okay, so in Canadian, that's around five dollars. Okay. Yeah. So for everyone listening who's from Canada, it's around five dollars, and in the U.S., God only knows what that conversion okay. is. Whoever's from Germany, that's like four euros. Yeah, and so that's like what we get for breakfast every single morning. I actually been doing like fruit from the grocery store, but it, ironically, it's more expensive to go grocery shopping at the grocery store than it is to order food. But you made a good find with the pre-cut fruits. They were really cheap. Yeah. And but depends on what you want to eat in the morning. Yeah, and I was just like enjoying. I don't love supporting eating out every single day because <laughs> we're all on a cleanse right now and. To eat out and be on a cleanse is quite difficult here, just with the oils that they use, and you never know the ingredients they're gonna sneak in there, do you? Not really, but I I'm I asked the place where I'm getting the smoothie bowls from, no sugar included, dairy free, gluten free, um, soy free. So I think, I think they they were pretty clean. <laughs> so. so and then we go to this place and we love the this place called Bumi, which is a. Ro- those local Indian, uh, Indonesian places and that's the cheapest actually you can eat out yeah it's basically like authentic Indonesian food and yeah. they're all over and warung means homemade so it's homemade Indonesian food and it's basically like a mini buffet yeah, it's, 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 it's a, like mini, a little yeah. buffet. It's really cool. It's a deli, deli, right? Yeah. Yeah, I guess that's what it would be. Yeah. And it's very inexpensive, but really flavorful, delicious food. Yeah, I think we already, like, we we also picked the fancy one, because I think it's a little more expensive than other varungs. But the, really? The, yeah. But I feel Bumi's quality is just super nice. Yeah, it's so good. So our dishes range from, like, 3 to four fifty yeah. every day. Like, I found the perfect combination of foods right now, and I'm paying every day. Okay, the, the funny thing is, I'm always getting the same thing. My bill turns out different every day. Like, between <laughs> three and four. Like, let's just say between three and four dollars. Yeah. Also, it's not like we're just, like, going for, like, cheap food here. That's not... Or, that's not my main goal. Is that your main goal? <laughs> no, no. But taste-wise, no, it's just, like, yeah. you have such a variety. Let's say... Okay, let, let, me, let me guess. How much food, like, different foods, dishes do you think they have there... When at the Warung? At the Warung. I would say around 20. Yeah. Like 20, di- like 20 dishes and you get, or like... 20 buffet items, let's yeah, say. Yeah, 20 items and you can just put it all together on, on your plate. So I usually pick five and that's, that turns out like my, my five items turn out to be like between three and four dollars every day. Yeah, but I'm saying we're not like going for like the cheapest restaurants. Honestly, it's just, you know, when you get in a consistent routine of what you enjoy... And when you start eating out every day, I think your body just craves basic food. Because when you're eating out every day, typically everything's a bit fancier. And I think after the first couple months, I was like, I literally went buck wild. I was like, woohoo! Like, we were eating yeah. quite unhealthy, actually, I think. Yeah, we were eating... We're like, burrata pizza every yes, night. Yes, very fancy. And, like, and then our body was just like, nah, this is way too rich. Very rich, calorie yeah. dense, and... I think at some point I told you, I was like, 
can I just eat, have a piece of bread and a slice of cheese? <laughs> like, oh my god, and then we were going to baked every morning, which oh. was like scrambled eggs with like cream, freshly baked sourdough, which was so delicious and also quite inexpensive. But it's just like your stomach is just like, what the fuck are you doing to me? Yeah, we really hit the wall with it, and I think at some point we were just like, okay, let's eat a little bit, like, basic. let's eat simple and basic, let's, let's, yeah, let's Like, if I could cook, I would, but it honestly just does not make logical sense. When you compare the price that you're gonna pay for groceries, which aren't, like, extremely expensive, I would just say normal grocery set, like, pricing, maybe a little bit more, but you just... It's it doesn't make cheaper sense. Like, un- un- unless you really enjoy cooking and yes. and want to want to cook definitely, then yes. you sh- you can cook al- always. But if you just want to cook because it's like cheaper and like the and maybe taste wise, Bali is not the right place because it's no. definitely not always cheaper unless you just go for local food. Okay, yeah. people tell me sometimes, yo, I I just cook and I save so much money. Then I see what they eat. Yeah, if I just eat rice. And and some broccoli, yeah, of course, I get that from a local market, it's going to be cheaper, but, mm. like, I'm going for, like, for potato, like, fried tempeh, like, really quality, like, good good food, right, for me. Bushy. No, tempeh? and... Tempeh? Yeah, tempeh. <laughs> um, and I, I'm, I will not manage to cook that for the same price as the barong and no offense but probably not as good and and no that's, that's definitely not an offense like definitely not as good <laughs> you can't even cook tempeh hey yes i can <laughs> no i mean like the, i can't cook as good as indonesians do f- for indonesian food <laughs> <laughs> yeah i've been taking some cooking lessons oh, yeah. <laughs> um so yeah the food basically what it comes down to is eat out but when we first came here i think it was so exciting because in australia you you honestly, I think would go bankrupt if you ate out every single night. No. It's extremely expensive. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Well, I don't like saying the word expensive, cancel, clear, delete, but it's it's, pricey. it's astronomically higher to eat out than it would be to get groceries. Let's just put it that way. Yeah. Um, and groceries are astronomically higher in Australia than they are in Canada, so that's why I say that. Okay. Um, but anyway, well, yeah, for food, um. Maybe the last word for food. Um, you can basically eat everything you want in Changu. Yes, it's everything. not. It's not just local food, Indonesia. No, you find pizza, pasta, like from like this. Charcuterie so- boards, tuna tartare, yeah. freaking burrata pasta. Definitely a lot of vegan pizza, options. A lot of vegan free options. Su- really good sushi. So basically, really good. Like whatever diet you follow, croissants. Yeah, whatever diet you follow, you can find it here. Besides. Proper German bread. I haven't seen that yet, but prove me wrong. If if so, well, maybe that German place that we yeah, there's some places still closed because of the pandemic. Yeah, maybe maybe they have that, but I I haven't found like really good. Food yeah, I'm still try- trying to try some German bread. But we had German dishes for my birthday. Yeah, that was so, so good. You find almost everything here. Yeah, literally almost everything because it's quite. You know, everyone comes to Bali from all over the world. Yep. And so they bring their culture here, which is really cool. So we get to experience... I just... There's this one place called Baked. We were talking about it. And they literally have the best croissants I've ever had. Yeah. In Bali. I'm and like, what the cinnam- heck? Cinnam- cinnamon. Oh, yeah. You're f- the best the cinnamon, cinnamon rolls. Cin- best cinnamon rolls ever. And also, you can get really fancy food. Really cheap. It just really ranges, actually. 
So anyways, let's move on from food because I could be here forever. I am taking a quick pause on this week's episode to tell you about my one-to-one business and mindset coaching. You guys, I'm so excited. So I just opened up another round of my business and mindset coaching and I'm just over the moon excited to have new members into this container. So what does it look like? It's a six-month program where I work with you one-to-one to scale, grow, or build your business of your dreams. And we come at it from a way of intuition and really also creating a business that has time, financial, and location freedom. Not only do we work on the strategy, but we also focus on the mindset because I always say, and we talk about it in this episode, that you can't out strategize a poor mindset. And so we get the business foundations going and then we get your mindset healed and rewired for abundance so that your success is inevitable. And if this is speaking to you and you're listening to this episode and you're like, you know what? They are right and I need to, you know, speak to my intuition, go for what I want and I'm just needing support on how to get there. This container is for you. So there's a link in the description of how to apply to work with me. It's a no obligation. So you can just apply and based off your application, I'll figure out if we're a good match to work together. I'm only working with individuals who are freaking ready to go all in and go to that next level. And if you just want to read some testimonials about the container and what has happened in these past six months with my current clients, it's the transformations have been insane. People making double their amount of money, working half as many hours. One of my clients actually increased their income by 900%. (laughs) And also, a lot of my clients have found and now are pursuing their passion and are working in a business that feels good for them and have left their nine to fives and built actual a business that allows them financial freedom so they can do what they want. And you know what? Oh my God, you guys, as I'm recording this episode, I just got a person applying for who just submitted an application. (laughs) I just love the world of manifestation. So if this appeals to you and if this sounds like a hell yes, I would love for you to apply. The link is in my bio for more information around the course and what's included. And I cannot wait to see your application. Okay, back to the episode. Um, Let's talk about some activities what we've been doing lately. Well, Changu is basically the digital nomad capital of Bali, and especially right now because of the pandemic. Essentially, if you've been to Bali before, every other area is dead. <laughs> Except for Uluwatu. Like, Uluwatu is slowly Uluwatu picking up. Uluwatu Ubud. slowly picking up, but Semiak, so literally ghost town, every, and everywhere else in Bali is ghost town. Like, we were just away on the weekend, and we were, like, one of a couple couples there. Like, yeah, you don't really see many tourists. Really not that many tourists right now. In the other parts surrounding parts of Changu. So being in Changu, things are really busy. Extremely busy. Yeah, but compared to pre-COVID, you've been here pre-COVID. It's the same. It's the same. It's truly people, the people same. People told me it's way quieter than, than pre-COVID because like there are no tourists. Basically, every foreigner living here right now is a digital nomad. Yeah. So you don't have really tourists. I know, but babe, I'm telling you, the 
busyness of like the shortcut and roads is the exact same as pre it's so crazy to me i was here in off season though like i've never been here for high season high season but it's busier if not busy as okay and so activities that we've been up to max has been surfing a lot which has been epic i'm i mean i don't know if like once or twice a week counts as a lot but i'm I'm trying so I'm trying. Yeah. I think it's getting better, and it's it's just a lot of fun. We got a really nice surf instructor, Yanto, if you listen to that. Shout out to you. <laughs> we should tag him in the link. Yeah, we, we, we tag him in the... I've been basically just working my tail off. <laughs> yeah, you've been really busy so far, but you made big steps, and you got a doggy. Oh, yeah, I adopted the dog. Taking care of a baby every day. Is... Yes. Um, but I talk about the dog India lot on this podcast. Yeah. Um, okay. and what other activities have we been up to? You enjoy your walks. Oh yeah, I've been doing a lot of beach walks and rice field walks. Rice field walks, going on scooters, and honestly, on the weekends is when I really come alive. And I think we've been really trying to get away and just explore Bali while on the weekends as much as we can. Yeah, yeah. Like we've been on a, cu- a couple of cool trips with some friends last weekend no two week two weekends ago yeah and on this weekend we just went to monduke which was really yeah. cool so yeah we've been now to the west side of bali north. for a little snorkel trip like north where the lakes are and the mountains are we've been to gilly it was so cold this weekend yeah it was freezing yeah it was 18 Eight, degrees i was freezing the first time since months probably crazy right yes. probably a year actually yeah i i wanted to take a bath and that's not I don't usually want that. Yeah. Because you're always, like, too hot. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so we've been having, like, I don't know, just the thing about Bali is, to me, there's so many fun things to do. Yeah. I think for everyone, like, if you like water sports, yes. Hiking. Hiking. Diving. um, A lot of martial arts going on, but as for me, there are a lot of soccer groups, uh, football groups. Yeah. You can play basketball, volleyball, badminton. The... I think basically everything, you just got to join and find the right WhatsApp group. <laughs> and once you're in, yeah. you're good to go. And also like lots of parties. Yes. Maybe, let's talk about the parties. Yeah. So the parties have been kind of crazy. So I don't even know how to explain this. Okay. Coming from Australia where everything was restricted and basically like, like, everybody, like it's for everyone in the rest of the world. Coming here, everything seemed normal. Bars were open. Clubs were open, maybe not as open as usual, but they there were dance floors going, proper parties, and yeah, everything was everything was legal. Are. That's the thing. Like yeah. in Australia, we we went to like some illegal bush tubes where we <laughs> had to run away from the cops. Yeah. <laughs> but here it's like solidly. Yeah, we haven't open. been chased by any police. Yet. Yeah, but Max and I are. I don't think I've shared it on the podcast yet. Maybe I have. I lose track, but um. I we're doing a cleanse, both of us. No yes. gluten, no dairy, no alcohol, no sugar. No to a lot of things that are fun. Yeah. And so Max and it I... is going on for four months. We are one month down, so we haven't been drinking for a month now. But I think we've done we've done a good job. We've been to two parties yet so far. Yeah. Sober. And I think Yeah, respect to you, babe, because Last time I took a to a party where I knew the people, you didn't know anybody there, right? And I think that 
could can be kind of awkward, but it was yeah, so much fun. And it was fun, a day yeah. party. And it was a day party, but it was so and much fun. And everyone's like yeah. wasted at two p.m. and I'm just chilling there sober, like. So what do you do? <laughs> yeah. But no, it was really fun. I'm it happy we did it. It turned like it's such a great day. Yeah. And honestly, it's just so great because we get to still experience the fun and the freedom, but then no hangover. Yo. That's the really... The next day felt so good. Like Everybody was just texting, oh, I'm dead. Oh, yeah. And we're just, like, and we're just like, oh, we're on a job. What are you talking about? <laughs> no, we were on a job. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? I have to say one thing about living in Bali. Time grows so quickly. Yes. What is with that? We just started the podcast and it's already Friday again. No. <laughs> <laughs> We've been recording for seven days straight. Yes. <laughs> we actually could do that, couldn't we? We just keep talking. Keep talking for seven blah, days. Blah, 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 blah. We could. <laughs> no, but yes, it doesn't feel like four months. And it doesn't feel like we've done the cleanse for a month already. No. Like, when we tell people... I keep telling people it's been two weeks, but then it was a month. Yeah, it's it's a month now, and I feel in the beginning four months sounded like so much, and now it's just three more, easy, and it wasn't hard so far. Yeah, it's actually quite easy, and I'm really enjoying. It. I feel like I have more time, and I don't know. We've just been doing more. Yo, hangovers really slow me down. I have to say, which I don't enjoy. I enjoy alcohol really, to be honest, but it <laughs> takes so much time off your life. If you think about that. Going sober to a party, you actually notice, okay, I've been here now for like eight hours. You, you're kind of feeling tired and it's like, okay, yeah, it's, that, it's, it's time, time to, to go, go. home. <laughs> when you're drunk, eight hours fly by and you're like, hey, the party just started, let's let's keep going, right? Yeah. And then the next day, you can, can write it off, basically. Yeah. And then the day after, might be good again if you're, if you're lucky. Okay, we're in that, sorry, but we're in the age where... You actually feel the alcohol two <laughs> days, not just one day. Oh my god, babe, I swear I felt for like five. Yeah. So we're feeling pretty good, I guess. Not to rub it in. <laughs> <laughs> um, but let's talk about living, my living situation. Because I keep talking about, you know, buying a villa, leasing a villa. And I guess I can explain more on this yeah, podcast. Give us kind of give a little update. So for those of you who follow me on Instagram, every single month, that we've been in Bali, I've moved. And it starts to get really... First, it was exciting. And then, like, let's just put in perspective. For the past four years of my life, I've never had a home for longer than four months. I have moved every four months for four years. Isn't that insane? Okay, that's super insane. Like, yeah, so... You're like a nomad. Like, yes, like you're really, really a nomad. such a nomad, but... Just get a tent and sleep on it. Like. <laughs> yeah. And, and you know what? That's the life I want. I crave that. Just having change all the time. I liked it. I thrived off it. But I think now that I want to have... I really just want a home. Like, I just want some place to call home, to call mine, to leave my stuff, to decorate how I want, to freaking... If I want to punch a hole in the wall, I can punch a hole. I don't know. I would never do that. <laughs> but if I want to, like... I can actually see you doing that. No. Yes. I've never punched a hole in the wall. You have a hard punch, though. <laughs> How do you know? <laughs> yeah, okay. Not, not the right place to, to, <laughs> to tell people. I've never punched you. Don't let people think that. Um. Anyways, sorry. Max has humor and humor for people. For everyone who didn't laugh, that's his, that's his humor. I think there's at least one person that's going to laugh, so... <laughs> 
an incredible Yeah, it's going to be year. you when you listen yeah, to it. If I listen to it. <laughs> I'm like, oh, great job, Good one, man. Max. <laughs> um, anyways, and so back to what I was saying. I basically, yeah, I want a home. Sue me. <laughs> and so when coming to Bali, I've always known for a really long time that Bali was home to me. I actually remember like sitting in university, I would look at Pinterest photos of Bali and I would just be like, I just feel so drawn to this place. And I don't know why, but since coming here. So that's how you spend your time in class, yeah? No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no and anyways, and then so when you coming here, and so since I've been here for quite a while, like on and off, it's just a place that I consider to be one of my homes. I think I'm going to have many homes, home bases. And Bali is something that's so special to my heart. So... There's two ways that you can own property in Bali. You can buy land and build a villa, but you can actually only own it for 25 years, and it's a whole situation. Or you can lease a villa for like 5 to 10 years, and you don't actually own it again, but you can lease it, and then you can rent it out if you have the proper visa, blah blah It's not like Canada. It's not like Germany where you, you know, can... More, get a mortgage and stuff it's so different it's really at first I was very confused but I've been trying to meet with mo- mostly women actually who have also bought their own villa and just getting and to know like what they've gone through what's the process who do they recommend and just kind of gathering all the information I can because I've really learned along the years that if you want to do something just ask someone who's done it <laughs> Yeah. and so many it's people here are way. so nice and so willing to just share information so i feel that that's that's very true around here sorry for interrupting you people are like people like to share their information here yes it's not like i feel it back at back home sorry germany but if sometimes you ask people and they're like oh yeah i'm not going to tell you where i got the info from or like i'm not going to tell you where i bought this and that but just because either they don't want you to do the same thing or or they, I don't know why, but around here you ask people and they're like, hey, happy to share information with you. Hey, let me show you this. Like, let's meet for a coffee and I'm going to tell you about it. Yeah. So nice. I literally yeah. let, met with a woman last week and she's building a villa right now. So I was like, hey, is there any, my friend connected us. And I was so scared because I've actually never just reached out to a woman on WhatsApp just being like, hey, can we meet for coffee? Um, And I just feel bad, you know, because it's, it's her time and it's basically just for my pure benefit. <laughs> And anyway, she was like so keen to meet. We met and had like a really nice chat. And she just was like, yeah, this is like gave me all the advice. Obviously, we talked about more than just that. But she was so nice. And I'm just so thankful for her. So anyways, I'm in the process right now of kind of debating on what I want to do. But I think I've decided that I want to short term lease a villa for maybe five to ten years. Find a villa that needs kind of like a fixer upper which I'm so into. I literally grew up obsessed with trading spaces and all the interior design shows. Like I am obsessed with interior design and my dream is truly to like renovate or build a villa. A lot of people know that listening to this. And so based on kind of like my goals and what makes sense for me right now, I th- I mean, it changes every, like, day. But I think what I've decided is that I'm going to lease a villa and do it up. And I'll have it for five to ten years. And then I'll live in it for six months. And for the other six months, it will get rented out as I just swan around. Yeah. 
maybe maybe for some of you out there who think okay that's insane just like buying something like spontaneously and renovating it, it you, maybe just update them or like tell them it's not as expensive as as it would be back home oh yeah 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 like for some people it might sound insane like oh yeah it's like let's buy some land real quick buy like let's build a villa or you know like well buying a villa actually is a good chunk of money but way less than it would be than home yeah but if you compare it to like a yearly rent you are paying for something like yeah you just have to have all the money up front it's, it's affordable yeah so with buying land you can get it really ranges but i have a friend who who basically paid around forty thousand dollars for tw- 30 years of owning this land um which was a really good deal in my yeah and it's an investment right because the property price will just go up so she can essentially build this villa and you can build villas for around a hundred thousand to like you could actually build a villa for a hundred thousand yeah. dollars which is crazy it just it really ranges again depending on you know how many bedrooms how many bathrooms how fancy you want it yeah. but you can do it quite reasonably um and then leasing a villa again it totally ranges but i would say on average, it's around ten thousand to thirty thousand dollars to lease a villa per year, um, and, and you pay all up you, front. What you pay for rent in the place, if you if you pay like a thousand dollars rent, that equals twelve thousand dollars. So yeah, you just have the money have the money up front. Yeah, and then renovating is also way less than back home as well. So you can do. I'm anyways. We've just found a place, um. And I we looked at it on Friday, and I, I really like it. And I think there's a lot of potential. I literally put together a PowerPoint presentation and sent it to an architect. <laughs> he hasn't gone back to me yet, which I'm kind of gutted about. He's probably still reading it. Yeah. And so I'm going to get a quote from him on how much he thinks it's going to cost to redo the thing. But if it's within my budget, oh, I think it's my villa. Actually, I don't even know what my budget is, though. I should probably make a budget. But... You guys, if this turns out the way I'm imagining, it's going to be sick. How sick is it going to be? Sick? Like, <laughs> I've been talking about it all weekend, poor Max. I literally bring it up every five seconds. I'm just so pumped about it. Yeah, I'm just a little bit slower than you, I think. I just, what do you I mean? Just, no, I mean... Oh, like getting excited? Yeah. I just want to hear the price first, like yeah. the negotiation, if things are possible, so... I think I'm more German than... Okay, you're not German at all, so... Yeah, <laughs> you're more German than me. <laughs> so, yeah. That's how that... Like, dude, ah, I haven't shared anything yet because nothing is confirmed. But I have a really good feeling and I'm really excited. So hopefully soon there will be a villa... I don't know what I will name it either. What do you think? Villa Indy? <laughs> See, that's the thing. I wouldn't think about a name yet because... Yes, there are yeah, other I, things to be figured out first. I know, I get too excited and I focus on the things. Okay, let's keep going. Though. Yeah, but can we just say, you're way more like logical and I'm way more... You're way more right-brained, I'm way more left-brained, or whatever the brain sides are. I'm more I'm brain, more like, you're more, no brain. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm more like creative, focus on the big vision where Max grounds me and is like, okay, let's think about this. Whenever we're visiting villas now, he's, like, asking all these, like, really important questions. And I'm like, so, like, can we paint this this or, like, move this here? And they're like, yes, no problem. And Max is like, 
I don't need my like I'm not an expert. I don't have any I know, but idea you ask of what questions. I'm talking. Yeah. Okay, let me tell you guys. <laughs> questions I ask and Marty thinks they are so like interesting. Like, how old is this villa? I think that's like <laughs> that's a good thing you know before like to know before you buy something. How long is I know, but how, I literally don't is care. It's villa so already bad. standing on I'm just like I want a villa, I want to renovate a villa, and that's it. <laughs> I don't ask. I don't ask any like questions that yeah, are. Maybe, maybe it's just a good teamwork. Yeah, no, I'm really grateful that you yeah. come there with me. And you're like, can I, can we paint the this wall white? Yeah, and like no problem. <laughs> okay, yeah. Okay, so that's what's coming about the villa. Should we talk about our future plans with moving and stuff? Yeah, we could do that, but I feel right now with the next topic that's. We also want to oh, talk about yeah. it. it. Might be a little un unsecure. Taking one more quick break. I just have the most exciting news to tell you. I'm hosting a free workshop on how to market and sell intuitively. This is my formula and my strategy and all the tips that I've used in the past three years of business to build not only one but two six-figure businesses with a zero marketing spend. So all through intuition and organic marketing, I have built these two businesses to six figures and I'm so excited to teach you how to do the same. So if this sounds like interesting to you or something that you wanna learn how to grow and scale your business intuitively and in a way that feels good, sign up. It's literally completely free. You're just gonna be literally hanging with me and I'm just going to show up for you and serve you in a way that will completely transform your life. So if this feels like a hell yes, sign up in the link in the description for your chance to not only learn from me for free, but also there's going to be a chance to win a free coaching session in the training. So I'm so excited. I'd love to see you there. Link in the bio and we'll see you soon, babe. All right, back to the episode. Okay, guys, we're in a lockdown. Yes. We're in a Big announcement. motherfucking lockdown. So as of yesterday in Bali, Bali has gone... Is it all of Indonesia, actually? Red zones. And I think Bali, Jakarta, Def Lake Java, uh, those okay. islands. I'm not sure if every of those hundreds okay, of islands so is, but... Definitely Bali is in a yes. lockdown. So what does this mean? All restaurants, all public areas, all beaches are closed. Yeah, no sports activities. Nothing. Gyms, so I guess... So I you mean, probably think, oh yeah, boo-hoo, you guys... Yeah, you're like motherfuckers about time. They locked you yeah, bitches yeah. down. <laughs> you guys have been living the life already for yeah. a year, never seen a lockdown, and now we oh, oh, living... No, we had a lockdown in Australia, remember? Yeah, for a week. Wait, were we really only locked down for a week? But I think the really strict one was just for a week. Or no, like but two I weeks. feel like we were locked down for two months for some reason. Because we couldn't access... We couldn't go to gyms for a really long time. Or but bars. Does, but it didn't feel no, like... No, we couldn't go to restaurants for like two months. Really? Yeah, two or three months, babe. Oh, sorry. Sorry, guys. We could just do the beach walk. <laughs> wait, no, 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 no. Okay, wait. It started in March, April, May, June. Remember for your birthday, the rest, the bars still weren't oh, open. Yeah. It, it didn't feel like a lockdown. Sorry, guys, Max has short-term memory loss. <laughs> yeah, that's why, because you smacked me in the head so much. <laughs> I told you guys, she, her punches are hard. <laughs> so, but we were in a lockdown in Australia. Let's okay. not forget here, okay? 
I just think because we that's when we were like in a honeymoon phase of our relationship. So I don't think we really cared. Yeah, I don't remember any of it, but hey. <laughs> <laughs> um. So, anyways, we're in a lockdown in Bali. Wow, which <sighs> like we can't give really like a lot of details and info because we don't about really know. Because we, yeah, we don't. We just got back from our holidays on the weekend, but. It just looks like... It's from the 3rd to the 20th, yeah. but people keep being like, they don't know, it might be longer. A lot of our friends went out on the weekend on Saturday for the last party before lockdown. Yeah, and they said and it was carnage. Carnage, yeah. Which I love that word, I think it's so funny. I can, it looked wild. Yeah, the stories looked wild, I think everybody was just... People were like, dancing on tables, like it was the last, for the last night of their life. Yeah. So, yeah, that means that basically my life doesn't change that much, I just can't go on beach walks. Yeah, okay, for me, I think it means for now, no surfing, but I have to check on that. Definitely no football. And if you get caught um, breaking the laws, apparently you can get deported? Yeah, that's what people have been telling right now. So the police is going to be stricter than before, so no more fines. So, But they're going to deport you right away. I'm not sure if that's all confirmed yet but the thing about Bali is it's not like back home where you get like news where it's like this is the law and this is happening everything is basically a rumor yeah and I can't read what the legit statements are because they're in Indonesian (laughs) no a lot a lot of news articles are flying around in whatsapp groups just saying this but then everything contradicts each other so no one knows what's going on yeah I think we're just playing it safe I mean nobody wants to get deported no. And some some sources are saying you have to have a vaccine to go on the domestic flights, which we don't have yet. So I'm not sure how that whole thing would work out. Like, we have to take a domestic yeah, like, flight. Right now, to... we're actually locked in Bali, which really makes me feel claustrophobic. Yeah, c- kind of locked. I mean, we always have the option to go home, right? But, but we to need get a... in... No, babe, you need a vaccine to leave. I'm not sure if that's true, but okay... I guess. Whatever. But the, the 100% sure, if you want to get in as a foreigner into Bali right now, you have to have a vaccine. So getting in... Yeah. Till the you, 20th. Till the 20th, you definitely have to have a vaccine. So if we would leave right now, there's no no, no point, no return. No. Even, no matter what visa you're on. And I was just saying to Max the other day, like, we, we were planning on staying here for at least a couple more months. And the intention would be to go back home like to Germany and Canada, say hi to my family, I haven't seen them in two years, and then come back to Bali. And then I was like, kind of like, oh, yeah, I wanted to do that. We'll just see what happens with Canada and like if Max can get in. And then now that I've been told that I can't leave Bali, it's, it's like when someone tells me what I can't do, I want to do it more. Yeah. And so now I'm, I've just been a little bit, I was so a little bit depressed uh, on the weekend, I have to just say. just took away your candy, basically. They took away my freedom and I'm, I don't like it. Yeah. And it's been affecting me a lot more than I'm, like, they really affected me this weekend. Even though we had a, we still had a really nice weekend, but I have to say I was, I was down a lot. Just because, it, I think the pandemic hits me in waves, you know? It's like, yeah, I didn't really, I was so grateful that things were opening back up here. And then it just gets, like, out of nowhere, just complete lockdown. All freedom is gone. Any chance of seeing my family this year is probably yeah. gone again. I don't think it's out of nowhere. We just haven't listened to any news so f- so we never checked the COVID cases. I think it was just. No, I never checked them. I don't even know how to check them. Well, I guess I could just Google it. Yeah. But it's. I just feel like in Australia it was so much more. It was everywhere. Yeah. But maybe I was looking for it more. I don't know. 
I think uh, our friends in Australia were talking on it on on social media more about like yeah. everybody we we're, we're here chilling with nobody's like listening to news and anything. No, which is so. nice. I think I'm the one fueling the fire right now. Just being like, oh my god. So. Yeah. But all like all in all, I think everything is gonna be fine. All is good. Like we're still living a really good cool. life here. All is yeah. All is klar. That's the only German word I know how to say. Oh, and nine, which means no. <laughs> So, yeah, that kind of catches you guys up to date. Max, do you want to explain how we got here? Because I get a lot of questions of, like, what the visa situation was. Really? Yeah. Okay, I don't think it's that hard, actually. Okay, so if you want to come to Bali right now, um, you probably know it's closed for tourism. So you can just come here and then get a visa on arrival. No, you have to apply for a visa before, and we applied for the business visa. Uh, which costs around like four or five hundred dollars, I guess. I think. It was six hundred dollars. Or six hundred dollars. Um, and then like, if you if you want to know how you how to apply, we can link the visa agency we used in the show notes. Um, we you basically just sent them an email. Code for them. Yeah, Do you know we just I'm... sent them an email basically, or like check the Instagram account. It's it's super easy. It's like, at Bali Visas. Yeah. Um, they sent you like literally. They sent you an email. You you just pay them the the amount they want, and then they send you an email with every document they need in order to get you the visa. So for, in our case, it's still the same thing. Probably, it was um your identification. So you're basically a copy of your passport. Um, was it a bank statement? Like, did you have to prove? Babe, how let's much not money? tell them the your whole life story. Let's just let them know. <laughs> All right, you wanted me to tell the story. <laughs> I'm like falling asleep over here. Basically, contact Bali visas. We got a business visa. It'll get you into the country. Yeah. While the borders are still closed. Right. That's all they need to know. However, right now I wouldn't do it because you need. It's we're in lockdown, <laughs> so I wouldn't. I wouldn't be applying right now until they open the borders again because Max's brother was actually meant to fly out the day they announced the lockdown, yeah. which is so sad. Four days ago. And because... Oh my God, babe, he would be here now or tomorrow. Tomorrow. No, oh, on Tuesday. On Tuesday. That's so sad. Yeah, but he, did, he didn't have the vaccine, so... Yes, he did. Oh, okay, his girlfriend, he, he, like, he wanted to travel. Like, they wanted to come together here, so yeah, she didn't have Yeah, she didn't have, have the vaccine. And, yeah, so she couldn't fly domestic. And honestly, he it's like if he came here, it, we're in a lockdown, so it wouldn't have been yeah. that fun. But anyways, such good timing for him to be able to cancel the flight. Yeah. Really Lucky. crazy Lucky. timing. But anyways, that's kind of everything I think we have on our list of what we wanted to touch on. It was kind of all over the place. I feel like we talked about food for like 30 minutes. But, but nothing's now, new. now you kind of see what's really important to us. <laughs> um... <laughs> Food and uh, food. So, yeah, that's uh, our podcast here. We'll just talk yeah, about food, food. and living, food and chilling. <laughs> um, okay, well, thank you guys so much for tuning in. I hope this was interesting. It's not like my normal j- jib jabs. No, just a little story time, I just think. Just a little story time, catching up while you're on your morning walk. What it's like, maybe, if you feel like moving to Bali. I get a lot of questions about it. So, I hope this kind of summarizes what it's like to live in Bali during a pandemic. Would highly recommend it when we're out of a lockdown. And now you know about my villa, about basically food. <laughs> Is there any last words? 
What's your favorite part about living in Bali? Oh, wait, no, it's freedom. What's your favorite food in Bali? My favorite food? I'm not sure what my favorite food is, but I have to say one thing I've never eaten before. I I'm, I don't even know why is tempeh. Like, I've never eaten tempeh before. And Okay, can I just interrupt you? Yeah. We actually did try it in Byron Bay and you hated it. Really? Yes, at the at the Indian curry place in Byron Bay, you hated it. That was probably bad tempeh then. Yeah, um, and now he just like eats it for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Yeah, they just make... They do really good, good tempeh they, here. They make a really good yeah. tempeh. So I just say tempeh because I haven't eaten it. Obviously, I guess I have, but in my mind, I haven't eaten it before, so... That's cute. Your so favorite food is tempeh? Yeah. That's so cute. I think it's it's quite healthy and it tastes good, so... Do you want to ask me mine? Yeah, okay, what's yours? <laughs> My favorite meal here, and you're going to regret not saying this, was the burrata pasta with tuna tartare and truffle oil. That's a really good dish, yeah? Yeah, the best. You guys, it's phenomenal. When you guys come, we're all having it together. Spaghetti pasta, homemade spaghetti pasta, pasta with a parmesan cheese sauce topped with tuna tartare, sprinkled with fresh parmesan cheese and olive oil. Oh, sorry, truffle oil. I would almost say it's, it's just worth booking the flight, come to Bali for one day oh to have this dish and just leave. I'm it, really it counting down it. the days until our cleanse ends so I can eat it. But that's that cleanse. That dish is like literally everything that I can't. We can't eat raw fish, pasta, cheese. You know what? What? Let's have that dish the day we're done. Yeah, that, celebration. That's, that's what we're doing. Perfect. It's already planned. I'm putting it in the calendar. <gasps> Wait, nice. can we put in the calendar what our last day is? I don't think we can. Why? Because we're not doing exactly for okay. Oh not part yeah, of the bloody part. bloody yeah, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> We'll talk about this in two minutes. Okay, so you guys have to listen to our banter. Max is just sitting here itching his balls. Yeah right. <laughs> like, I would do that. Okay, love you all. Thanks so much for tuning in. Next week we'll be back to the normal schedule programming. Probably something about money mindset or manifestation. I think the guys, your listeners probably enjoyed this one more than your usual episodes. Why? Because you're in it. First, because I'm in it, and then second, that was just a cool, cool thing, the story time. Okay, well, let me know if you guys want more episodes like this, which is chilling with my, I'm with my boo. I'm, I'm probably super wrong. Everybody yeah, they're like, like what, 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 what is he doing on, in, on the podcast? Yeah. Like, get him off. What's that accent? Yeah. What does what he actually say? Why does he sound so funny? <laughs> your, your audience can't understand 50% of the podcast. Yeah, like, and we can't even put up like transcript because you're just talking... <laughs> What the transcript the whole thing in the bio. I'll have so much fun editing this tomorrow. Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay, we're just jib jabbing now. I don't even know what that means. Jib jab. Why do you say it then? I don't know. <laughs> okay, love. Well, Fifty minutes. Oh damn! It's gonna oh, be a long. Damn. Editing. Okay, okay. Love you guys so much. I'm actually ending it now. Thanks so much for tuning in. If you like this episode and this format, let me know. And I will, we can do more like this. Of course, it's just like we're just sitting down chatting like we would be doing this anyways. Yeah. Okay, love you all so much. We'll talk to you next week. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.